0: This is Pierre Bouvier, lead singer of the band, Simple Plan. I could sing a song for you, Wine 30, with Andrew and Lindsay. Here we go. Andrew and Lindsay hosting Wine 30. Andrew and Lou. Yeah. all the best and many more years to come. Tonight. I'm just... more years to come.
1: Peace. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Wine 30 podcast.
0: And this is such a special episode because we had probably my favorite interviewee, Taj Mori.
1: You may recognize him from Baby Daddy, from Full House, from Smart Guy, from like, he was even on Friends. He's been on everything.
0: Yeah. And he's just such a Real bright light to have around.
1: Yeah, he's probably one of the most charismatic people we have ever interviewed. And
0: and I love his laugh. Yes. And I hope we get to chat with him more in the future.
1: And after you listen to this interview, I really urge you to click the link in the show notes and go watch his new movie, Welcome, Matt, which is about this guy who something traumatic happens, he becomes angoraphobic. This was even filmed pre-COVID, which you'll find out in the interview. You're going
0: to hear all about it.
1: And we just want you guys to go check it out. Andrew laughed out loud at the trailer. so It was great. You know it's going to be good. So we will talk to you guys next week for another episode of the 130 Podcast, and enjoy the interview. Welcome to the Wine 30 podcast with Taj Mari and we are super excited to have him. First off, Taj, will you introduce yourself to people who have been living in a hole for the past 30 years?
2: <laughs> my name is Taj Mori. Hello everyone. Um, I've been in this, uh, acting business pretty much my whole life. Um, uh, mostly TV, but, uh, you know, little shows like full house, smart guy, uh, recently most recently baby daddy so um I'm very very thankful for the uh the career I've uh, been able to have so yeah I'm I'm glad to be here
1: which you also have a cooking Instagram yeah (laughs) right.
2: I do love to cook I do
1: which do you plan on doing like a cookbook at any point in time or is that just kind of on the back burner
2: um it's I feel like I have to at some point I I'm a bachelor as well. So like, I feel like for the other bachelors out there, my, my, my bachelor family, I feel like, you know, some of them may need a a little, uh, uh, (laughs) a little uh, introduction and maybe some instructions on how to cook their own food there, but I love to cook. So yeah, it's, it's fun for me.
0: Uh, How was your COVID experience? You know, it
2: was, it was crazy for everybody. I'd be silly to say that if if I didn't say that, but I it was good for me in the sense that I realized that it was a time for me to sort of step back, reset, um recalibrate my entire being, you know what I mean? And it made me uh pr- more appreciative for the things that I have, you know, here and now, like family that I'm I'm so thankful that lives close to me, you know what I mean? So I was able to see them um, actually more often than I would have if there wasn't a pandemic. So, yeah, it was a good time to rest for me to to to, to lean into those things that truly matter, um, like faith, family, cooking, coffee, <laughs> wine.
0: Yeah.
1: Speaking of wine, your sister lives in Napa, which is where we're actually yeah. from. What oh, have no. been like your favorite wineries that you've toured in Napa?
2: Oh my gosh. Well, I'd be silly. They have, their tasting room, uh, is, is incredible. And their wine century Oak winery is, you know, I, I, I can't say that that's not my favorite cause it is, you know, it, and I tell Adam this as well. My sisters, my brother-in-law, that their Zinfandel is the only one that I drink. So um, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, you know, I love wine and, um, you know any any winery in Napa is just an experience in itself to go to, so like I'm excited to explore the other uh, wine countries because i I kind of have only experienced Napa, but there's you know there's there's more that I want to experience
0: so so speaking of drinks, what is your favorite party drink, casual drink, and depression drink? <laughs> i try
2: I try not to drink when the depression comes because then you can go down a dark hole. Um, but I'd say party drink, probably an old fashioned. Um, and that goes for, uh, yeah, I feel like that's a good party drink. Cause I'd rather someone else make that for me. But, um, I guess like just when I'm out, that's my drink. But, uh, you know, a casual drink is just, you know, a, a neat whiskey, uh, a neat tequila. You know, I, I'm that kind of guy. I like to sip you know, after a long day and watch a good click. But, um, yeah, those are, those are my go-tos.
1: Awesome. So we're going to ask you a quick, like few questions about your brand new movie, which is called Welcome Matt. So for those who haven't heard about it, they haven't seen the trailer. How would you like summarize the movie?
2: Yeah. Um, Welcome Matt is the story of a uh, recently uh, famous writer director Matthew Hillard and he gains a lot of fame and recognition for a movie he does called Life's the Beach. Um and he's sort of in the process of gearing up to uh, you know, figure out what his next film will be. And and, you know, the studios and his partners are waiting for him, you know, you know, when are you gonna start this? Where's the script? All that. Um and during that process he goes through a very traumatic experience, which you find out in the film what that is. And it sort of derails him into a state of, you know, depression, uh, anxiety, um, just a lot of pain and trauma. Um, And he ultimately realizes that he has agoraphobia. Um, And, you know, he's deathly afraid to leave his house. And he thinks that his house is the only safe place to be. So he decides to come up with the horrible idea to write, star and direct in his next film, All From Home. Um, which is the worst idea he could possibly think of. And um, he finds out during the film that maybe that wasn't the best choice. And he's got to do the necessary steps to, uh, you know, come out of this darkness that he's in and use the people around him as a support system and finally speak up about, you know, the pain that he's, that he's dealing with.
0: So what did you do to prepare for this role? Like were there some things that helped you get into the mindset I know. COVID, oh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: It's crazy because we didn't film. We filmed this before anybody knew what COVID was. The timing is just crazy, like kind of perfect. Um, um, but you know, <laughs> that's amazing. I'm very happy that that <laughs> happened that way. Um, but yeah, we didn't know what COVID was. But to get into this role, Matt is like a very layered character, and you know, he's in a very dark place when we see him. So you know, what I did was I basically you know beforehand leading up i didn't really like hang out with friends hang out with family i wanted to sort of like remove myself socially from all that kind of stuff just to be in the same mental space as close as i could possibly get to max um and you know i i focused on movies like uh, uh movies that showed people with agoraphobia or movies that showed people you know uh with depression and 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 Uh, problems with their mental health and the top one for me was a movie called copycat which is a 90s thriller movie which is like one of my favorites and i it was the first movie i thought of when i took on this project because sigourney weaver plays a character who has agoraphobia and she's trying to help solve this crime but you know she can't leave her house and she's deathly afraid of anything but her home um so I, i i made sure i studied that and inspirations for the film um were movies like Fifty Fifty, uh everything must go with Will Ferrell where he basically lives in his yard after his you know divorce the entire movie so it's kind of similar to Matt um but yeah I, I basically just wanted to make sure that a I knew how to play you know someone having a panic attack and funny and I guess I'm thankful for it now is you know, panic attacks are something that I've experienced in my life. So I knew what they felt like already. I knew, you know, the, uh, the anxiety, I knew what that anxiety does to your breathing and how, you know, sometimes after a panic attack, all you can do is just pass out and take a nap because your energy is gone. Um, so, so I knew how to, how to, how to, how to, how to uh, I knew how they felt. It was just a matter of like finding how to play it in like a believable way. But I think the movie also has a nice blend of comedy and drama. So it was like finding that perfect balance between the two, but still, you know, paying respect and and showing the seriousness and the severity of mental health and of anxiety and of panic attacks and of trauma. So, um, but I think the movie does that pretty, pretty uh, beautifully in a sense where it makes you laugh and it makes you cry in the same scene. Um, at some points and, you know, you'll be laughing at him, but then you'll be like, wait, I feel really bad for this guy. Um, and, And I think that's the, that's the beauty of it.
1: Which, what would your advice be for people that are currently like struggling with mental health, like depression, anxiety, panic attacks? Yeah.
2: You know what? I think the first thing that, that, you know, we have to, focus on is is the present, right? Like where we are in the present. I think a lot of anxiety stems from worry of the future, which in reality we really have no control over and COVID taught us all that. We all had so many plans that just went out the window cuz life happens, you know? And I think as long as we try our best to focus on, you know, where we are now, what we're thankful for now and and realizing that, you know, tomorrow's gonna come it's got its worries on its own let's just focus on where we're at now and I think another important thing is just communication right like I think a lot of uh, it's hard to to deal with trauma and loss and anxiety when it's built up inside of you and you're not voicing it to anyone um, which is why therapy is so special um, but I realize not everybody maybe has the courage to do that right away but you know, talk to a friend, talk to a family member, talk to anyone that you trust, you know? And sometimes it's easier to talk to a stranger like a therapist because, you know, you're, you don't know them, they don't know you. You can feel, I guess, you know, more free to say what you feel like you need to say. But I think communication is key. And that's something in the film that Matt doesn't really do um, when we first see him. So he has to kind of learn and force himself to deal with these issues and bring up these issues within himself, so that he can release them, you know, breathe in, breathe out, and then I think it's the same thing with what we're dealing with, uh, you know, in our minds.
1: Which like former roles that you've done? Which of those characters do you think would have benefited from therapy the most?
2: <laughs> Probably Tucker from Baby Daddy. He had a lot of he had a lot of issues. <laughs> He had a lot of issues. Um, So yeah, probably him. (laughs) And I think he was probably one of those characters that would say that he doesn't need therapy, but really does.
1: (laughs) We are going to take a quick second to talk about our sponsor from this week's episode, which is Upstart. So if you dread looking at your credit card statement every month, we definitely don't blame you. Upstart can lift that weight off your shoulders so that you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt which that's probably one of the best feelings in the entire world, I just gotta say. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. So whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. And unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score. So they're looking at things like your income and your employment history, and this means that they can offer you smarter rates with trusted partners. And I love that they do this because... Maybe you don't have a ton of like credit score, like information. Maybe you're like new and you just got a credit card and then you were like, whoa, I'm way over my head, but I have a great job. So this is a great way for you to be matched with your perfect lender. So with a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash wine30. That's upstart.com slash wine30. And don't forget to use our URL so that they know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash wine30. So before we go to listener questions, do you have any more
0: pressing uh, questions? Do you have a uh, dream future role? Like if you could do you know James Bond you know yeah yeah know.
1: yeah um
2: you know i'm i i I, w- I grew up in sports my whole life so i i i'd like to think of myself as a pretty athletic person i pick up on things quickly so i'd love to do some sort of action you know action role because i know i'd be able to handle it um you know i grew up playing football ended up getting a football scholarship so i i i, I know what the gym is like i know what it's like to 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 you know get bigger or get smaller if I need to. And, uh, that's probably my, uh, my ultimate goal, but also more, more roles like Matt, you know, more dramatic roles that I can like, you know, dive deeper into, into, uh, all the emotions that, you know, us actors, you know, dream of playing all the time. You know, I love comedy, but there's just something about, you know, going there, uh, uh, and, and, and bringing out different emotions on a set that you know, brings me joy. So that's why I love playing Mac because it was something different from what people are normally used to seeing me do. Um, and it just challenged me. It allowed me to like stretch uh, in ways that I that I haven't had the opportunity to before.
0: We saw the uh, preview and we love what we've seen so far. Oh, uh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Would you ever consider doing another sitcom or is that kind of like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I just finished um, a pilot called Black Don't Crack, which was uh, produced by Viola Davis. So super excited about that. Um, It's currently being shopped to uh, different networks right now. So we're excited to see where that's going to land. But yeah, sitcom is, you know, like I said, comedy is kind of like built in me. I've been doing it my whole life and I love it so much. I love making people laugh. The, The things that people have said to me, you know, how a role that I did, you know, brought them out of a dark place because it, it gave them laughter and joy. I mean, that's all you could really ask for, you know? So I think comedy, you know, touches people in, in a different way than maybe other drama, other genres uh, may. But um, again, as long as I can do something that allows someone to feel anything, you know, and, and to be affected in a certain way, I'm all for it, but yeah, I'll never stop doing comedy. I love making people laugh. It's, it's, it's fun for me.
0: Have you had any, uh, big inspirational, uh, influences on your life and how has that changed throughout your career? Yeah. Yeah. I think,
2: I think my parents first, like, you know, apart from, you know, my career, just in life in general, they're my biggest, supporters and and my biggest influences they're the hardest working people i know um and the sacrifice they you know they gave for me and my family to to be able to do what we do is just like uh, i'm so thankful for them but as far as career goes i mean people like denzel washington um jim carrey um jamie fox i really i um uh, joseph gordon levitt uh, elijah wood uh you know these people that I, I'm naming, some of them, you know, came from TV and then went into film, which is the sort of the shift that I'm doing right now. So I, I kind of like to mirror my career on those guys and and the guys like Jamie Fox and and Robin Williams, rest in peace, um, and Jim Carrey. Those guys were seamlessly able to jump from comedy to drama at like any given moment, and some of my favorite movies of them were there dramatic roles, you know, Jim Carrey, you know, Eternal Sunshine, Truman Show. Like those are like classic, beautiful films where he sort of dove uh, into his dramatic side. And I love that. So yeah, those are my, uh, my top influences.
1: <laughs> okay. So now we have some fun listener questions for you. One question okay, that was cool. asked like five or six times, which I found really bizarre, is everyone wants to know what your love language is. <laughs> <laughs> i think i
2: think it because i think i know this i think a friend of mine gave me a book i think it's like wait is the love language what i give to someone or what i want someone to give
1: to me i think it's what you want people to give to you but there's also what you give to other people like there's the two
2: okay because i i'm i love giving gifts so like that's one thing that gives me joy um i love watching people you know even like even in christmas birthdays like i'm that guy that's like like my christmas list is always like (laughs) 40 people just because i want to like i want to see their face when they open it and i want them them to know that i care you know um quality time um jeez uh i think touch was one of them you know i'm i'm a i'm a uh I'm, I'm, uh, I, I like affection. So I think that, I think those are the top three.
1: Nice. And then people were also talking about this interview you did where you said your nieces and nephews were like the best form of birth control. And everyone was like, does that mean he doesn't want kids ever? Like, what does that mean? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I actually love kids and I do want kids at one point but right now I don't. Yeah. Right now, there's a form of best, the best form of birth control. But I mean, I have four God kids. I have uh, two nieces and then two nephews. So I'm like surrounded by kids. And like, so I'm, I'm aware how to take care of them. I know all that. I know what to do to, to, you know, keep them safe and make sure, you know, I know all that, but At this moment, I don't think I want to go down that road. But maybe in like a few years, you know, I I mean, Mm -hmm. it's never saying never. Like, I love kids and my entire family and the people around me are constantly, you're
0: going to be a great dad. You're going to be a great dad. I'm like, give me some time. time."
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I, I definitely want kids at some point. Awesome. And then if you could go on any reality show, which one would you pick?
2: Ooh. Well, I'm not a, I I don't watch reality like that. I used to, but my favorite reality show of all time was this show. I think they only did like two seasons of it and it was on discovery channel and it was called the colony. And it was like, they put this group of people in like this area in downtown LA where like not a lot of people lived, And like, it was kind of like remote and like it was like a psychological like reality show where they were pretending that it was the end of the world. And like, they were the only ones there. So they had to deal with like marauders and like, like where they were going to get their food. And then like, even though they knew they were on a reality show, some of them started like slightly going crazy. Cause like they couldn't figure out what was reality and what was fake anymore. And it was just so fascinating to me. And yeah, I think that, that that's something that I could see myself doing. I think it would be fun.
1: See, I keep waiting for you to go on The Masked Singer, but then your sister was <laughs> just on this last season. So I was like, well, it's not going to be this season. Yeah, I don't know, man. People are always,
2: I, the amount of times people have thought I've already was on it. I mean, I've had best friends like, Taj, come on, tell us. Like, I know you can't tell us, but it's you, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> no,
1: like, Wink it's twice. not me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So yeah, but yeah, my sister, she killed it, man. She did so good.
1: And then speaking of music, you do music as well. You've like collaborated with like Flo Rida and people like that. If you had like a dream music collaborator, who would that be?
2: Oh, wow. Um, That's a good question. Uh, probably, hmm, Probably like Pharrell or Kanye or... And it's maybe like a, oh, that's such a good question. Brandy. She like pretty much taught me how to sing. Like when I was like learning how to sing. Um, Yeah. I feel like those are top ones.
1: Okay. Last listener question. What is the craziest Disney story you have? Like Either like behind the scenes or well filming, you can omit names as well if right, right. <laughs> you don't want to get someone in trouble.
2: Man, what is the, there's like a couple that are popping into my head. Craziest Disney story. Um, well, I had a like during you know the height of Disney Channel Circle of Life days, like I had the biggest crush on Hillary Duff and like. I just thought we were so cool when we would, like, text each other. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so cool. Like, I'm texting Hillary Duff. I'm trying to think of some other ones. Um, Raven and I used to hang out. (laughs) This is a good one. (laughs) Raven and I used to hang out all the time. And in L.A., there used to be this, like, underage club, like, for, like, under 18-year-olds, right? Like, where you go and, like, drink Sprite and, like, hang out on the (laughs) dance floor. Like, ridiculous. And it was called Club One Seven. And it was right in the middle of Hollywood. And like that's where everybody was at. Like, you know, when you couldn't drink, right? You'd just go there and like hang out and pretend you're cool and like yeah. dance on the day, you know, circle around the club, you know, that kind of stuff. But I say the craziest craziest times were just meeting up at Club One Seven with like Raven and you know, it's just Just, just thinking we were thinking we were the, you know,
1: (laughs) (laughs) awesome. So, last but not least, where can people watch your new movie, Welcome Matt, which comes out tomorrow?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, it comes out tomorrow, May twenty eighth. You have all Memorial Day weekend to watch it, and after that, but it'll be in select theaters and as well as um, on demand, like video on demand. So anywhere you buy your movies whether it's itunes uh amazon prime voodoo all that it'll be available on all those so if it's not playing at a theater near you uh you could just you know turn on your tv and click that uh click the purchase button and and watch it on your couch you know and uh i think now it's that's pretty common giving uh, viewers the chance to either go to a theater or watch it at home so i think that's pretty cool too but yes this friday
1: awesome
0: Any favorite board games we need to know about or card games? Ooh, I love Stratego. Oh yeah, I love.
2: Me and my nephew love Guess Who. We (laughs) play that, (laughs) and he is currently the Uno champion. Uh, My oldest nephew—he literally beats me every time. I don't (laughs) know how he does it, (laughs) and they—the games get pretty intense. Dude, one of these days i'm gonna have to do like an instagram live of like our uno game because they are great like my sister will walk in and be like are you guys okay <laughs> what's happening like we're slamming cards down you know like it, it gets it gets pretty yeah it gets pretty intense but i love game night um uh you know uh cards against humanity um uh, yeah, I, 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 game nights with, you know, with wine covering the coffee table and, and, and a bunch of games and great friends. I can't wait till once, you know, COVID's over with and I can start doing game nights again. But yeah,
0: love so games. Close. I know. I can see this.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're
1: almost <laughs> there, guys. <laughs> like,
0: Take this mask off.
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. I'm over it. <laughs> Which I think uh, the country is, what, 50% vaccinated now. So we're...
2: Yeah. We're, yeah, yeah, I saw a map. I saw a map just the other day and I was like, I, know. I was so, I don't think I've ever been more excited about like after I got my second shot, like after the two weeks, I was like, I'm fully vaccinated. <laughs> like throwing my, map. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm keeping it on like to be yeah, safe, but like, you crazy. know,
1: in my house, I'm like. Ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Amazing. It was awesome talking to you and we Thank can't wait you for you guys the
2: as well. Thank you so much. You guys appreciate awesome. it. Yeah. Okay. Pleasure. Bye, Bye, you guys.